Welcome to Superman and Lois, the new adventures. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. We're here to talk about the CW's new. Can we still call it new? It's been over a month. Yeah, we can. Okay. Uh, Superman and Lois, uh, episode five, the best of Smallville. Yeah, so this episode is described as Smallville celebrates its first Harvest Festival since Martha's passing. Clark is reminded when, what his mother meant to him and learns a lesson that will help him move past her death. Meanwhile, Lois makes a breakthrough in the investigation of Morgan Edge. Lastly, Kyle tries to reconnect with Lana, but it seems like he might be falling back into his old ways. Yeah, and directed by Rachel Talalay with a story by Todd Helbing and a, a teleplay by Brent Fletcher and Nadria Tucker. So before we go scene by scene, what did you think of this episode? Uh, I, I I enjoyed this episode. I I thought there might have been a bigger emphasis on the Harvest Festival, which I guess, I mean, there was a good amount, but it was a lot more emphasis on the setup of Harvest Festival and the aftermath of Harvest Festival. We didn't get to like hang out at the Harvest Festival the whole episode, which is fine. It's just not exactly what I was expecting. Um, but there's there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on in this episode, kind of busy, but not not overly so, not too bad. But there's a there's a whole lot of stuff going on and it is it's slightly disappointing that we now have to wait seven weeks, but I would have said that regardless of what happened in this episode, just because I don't want to have to wait seven weeks to to watch it. You're impatient. Yeah, I, I get what you mean about the Harvest Festival there. I think of when I saw the Harvest Festival, I was kind of in the back of my mind thinking of Superman number seven from Rebirth, Our Town, when they just go to the county fair for an entire episode and the entire episode is set there and them having a good time while also doing Superman things uh, was really cool. But th- I mean, I didn't expect it to be that. So I get what you mean. Um, I, if I'm, if I want, if I were to critically review this, I would say probably one of the, maybe the weakest episode just overall from a standalone episode of television, but I thought it was still really good. And just as a standalone thing, some of the things, some of the story points didn't come together quite as well. It was a little messier than the other episodes, but I thought it was still good and it's moving the story along. Sometimes that just happens. Sometimes you need an episode like push overall stories forward and uh, I think this did a good job of this, and I'm more interested in some of the things we'll get into Captain Luther and some of the other things than I have been so far. So I think this still did a really good job. And it's even though it, I don't think it's the best episode, it's, it's not my least favorite. I actually really enjoyed. There's a lot of individual moments that I really enjoyed out of it. Yeah, there's some there's some really great moments with Clark, particularly that uh, I enjoyed quite a bit. But it, this is you're right. I think this is going to be an episode where towards the end of this season or even maybe in next season this is going to be the episode where you're going to see clips that on the previously on superman and lois you're going to see clips from this show and you're not going to remember this whole episode but you'll remember like oh yeah that really important thing happened in this episode that set up this other end thing so this is one of those episodes where there's a whole lot of stuff kind of jam-packed in that's going to be really important later on i think that's a tricky thing of reviewing tv shows because it's really just, yeah <laughs> this is like one chapter in a 15 episode book so um i think a lot of this stuff will be important even at the end of season one it's gonna be important stuff but we don't know where those things go yet so we can't really judge them or say what we like or don't like about them yet yeah so let's get into the actual details of the episode all right so it it opens right up with clark having a voiceover about loving smallville and fall and the harvest fest and we see him farming and uh there's a nice montage of him farming and the kids and lois seeing on tv and uptick in superman activity around the world because he's been i guess you can schedule superman saving people and like <laughs> bundle it all together so you have more free time for harvest fest but it, that was pretty cool to see it's lucky a lot of accidents happened at once right i, I do like just as i know i like that this is set 
in the fall. A lot of shows try to line up when the episodes, what's in the episodes, the time of season in the show with when they release. But this was meant to come out in the fall. I'm glad they didn't change that because of the, the delay and everything. So I like that it's still set in the fall and they're not trying to pretend or they didn't try to do last minute rewrites and say, oh, it's actually spring. This is the spring festival now. And it, and it works well because they would have started filming in the fall. So it kind of works with the season. I don't know how the Kent farm has corn too, because it, it wasn't being used before Martha passed away. Right. You're right. But um, maybe, maybe Cobb Brandon planted some corn for Martha or something. I don't know, but that's, that's an absolute nitpick. Yeah. Um, but this, this leads into Clark talking about harvest fest and it, it's a really big emphasis on how it's the community coming together and donating things to help people. And that leads to the, the nice line from Lois of your dad is not just Superman because of his powers. And, obviously talking about being raised in this community and being raised to take care of others. And I, I thought that was really cool. Really cool line from Lois, even though she, she plays it off like she's like in a cheesy way. Uh, I thought that yeah. was a cool delivery by Fitzy and just a really cool scene uh, in general. I have the four of them together doing whatever things is almost always enjoyable. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Sarah wants to go with Jordan to Harvest Fest, like with, with, boyfriend, girlfriend, maybe. I don't know. They don't use those words. But uh, things are going well with him romantically, not so well with Jonathan, because his girlfriend, Eliza, who we've only seen briefly, dumps him over the phone. Yeah. Very sad. They've been together over a year. And yeah. just one phone call. We don't know how far Metropolis is from Smallville. But far enough, I guess. <laughs> she, I guess she was like, oh, I actually have to travel to Kansas to see him. <laughs> eh, that's enough. That's enough. Um, yeah, bummer for Jonathan, I would say. Uh, and and this everything's sort of coming to a head for him because he's had a really rough time, the, the hardest time of all the Kents so far with the transition. He's had to sacrifice the most, and this is sort of the, the final straw for him. And so that's, that's kind of his arc through this story, and we kind of get that it mirrored in these flashbacks that are interspersed throughout the episode of young Clark with Martha because Jonathan, because of this, because he's having such a hard time, he wants to move back to metropolis he has a friend who has a, an extra bedroom he can stay in and we find out that clark left his mom to go to metropolis to to become something else i think is what he says or to become someone else um and he left to go to metropolis as well around the same age so it was kind of cool to see those parallels and to see that clark went through this although it seems a little straight i don't know it's, it's kind of weird that clark left that young and he was still so heavily influenced by Pa Kent and Ma Kent when he spent a lot of formative years away from them uh, in the big city. Yeah, this whole flashback stuff was a little uh, trying to, I don't know, I'm a little confused by it. The way they, did he say he was going to Metropolis, young Clark? Did he specifically say that? Well, okay, I guess he didn't say Metropolis. I, I think I inferred that by the this, the bus or train leaving, uh, and that's what he was getting on to go to some big city, I think. Okay, because I took it almost like the christopher reeve superman where his dad passed away he gets this crystal and then he goes up north somewhere yeah. up north and gets a fortress of solitude and hangs out with jor for many years and then comes back that's what i took he was like wanting to go off to be superman and not necessarily i didn't think he was just abandoning martha and and so i think that wasn't all clear there and i think that's why part of it didn't work to me though they were this parallel between jonathan and clark there because clark we see him trying to save people he's wanting to do more and he's a little doesn't go about it the best way yeah with martha and and i wasn't here i'm not here to be martha kent's son and so but he is trying to help he's wanting to use his powers for good he's not being irresponsible or anything like that so it's a little different from what's jonathan just kind of wants to he's been through a lot jonathan but 
he just kind of wants to play football and get his girlfriend back. And so those parallels didn't quite work for me. Uh, and some of those details are, you know, not sharing all those details of the flashbacks are probably what made it unclear. Yeah, I, I agree with you that the, the flashbacks, I was, I was so excited when the, the first one came in because this is what I've been, I've been hoping that we were going to get some flashbacks to young Clark, um, growing up in Smallville, learning what his, what the impact his parents had on him and how that makes him a parent to his children. And by the end of watching all the flashbacks, it was just a little muddied and confused. And I was not hopeful that we we're going to get to see a lot of interaction between him and his parents as a child. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also, I think part of it, why it's tricky. I would assume he was close to graduation and that's why he's going out. That's traditionally, uh, if, if Clark goes off, it's usually around his father dies. If he does die, <laughs> it's around right before graduation or something like that. And then he goes off after high school. This is unclear. I think it's extra tricky because I like seeing the flashbacks, but the actor actually looked like a teenager. Yeah. And, <laughs> and the weird thing about that is I'm used to seeing Tom Welling and Henry Cavill play a teenage Clark Kent too much recently. So he actually, by Superman standards, he looked like he was about 10 year old, 10 years old just by adjusting for that. So that's what kind of threw me off. So I'm not really sure, but I would guess he was around uh, high school senior age. Yeah, he is much younger than young Superman I'm used to. Uh, but it does, I mean, it does, it is nice though. I, I see what, what they were going for and having the parallel with Jonathan and having something to connect with. So it does lead to some right, nice sweet moments of him giving that box to Jonathan, that empty box. Uh, but still it's a, it was a, it was a nice connection and it, he's had some struggles with Jordan, but now that Jordan's doing pretty well and they have something to bond over with having powers and everything. Um, it's, it does, it does seem kind of natural that Jonathan would be like he, like you said, he's been through so much. It is natural that he started to kind of drift away and maybe that really solid relationship that he's had with his dad is not what it used to be. Yeah. He's been good spirited here. It's weird seeing 14 year olds like openly with a flask at a harvest yeah. festival and stuff like that. <laughs> like that was um, a little strange, I guess. I did kind of like the, how Clark said, this is your one get out of jail free card. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> because yeah. Jonathan was not acting well for like that. And that's kind of like how I am. I'm like, okay, he is getting, I'm also as an audience member giving John this one, one time to act terrible because he's been through so much and, you know, he's being a jerk to Sarah, to Jordan and he screws it up and Jordan kind of gives him a pass and Clark kind of gives him a pass. And I'm like, okay, I'll give you a pass once you, if this keeps up, we might have a problem, but we can, we're fine with this for now. Yeah. And he, he kind of makes that decision. And it was funny that Lois was like, Oh, <laughs> is it, is this his one? <laughs> Can out of jail for guy? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and I guess, I guess, is there anything else about the, the John Clark parallels there? No, I think the only thing I was going to add is that Sarah is like the one character who does kind of hold John accountable, but mm -hmm. she's, she's doing, going through her own things because obviously she just came from her dad being drunk and then having to see these people acting stupid and drunk again, that is just bringing up the, the fresh memory of that. Yeah. And she apologized for Jordan for everything that went down, but for John, he was being a jerk and yeah. he touched her, like just grabbed her arm or whatever, but still, that's not okay. Don't do that. Yeah. Uh, you're being an idiot. Stop that. And I like that she did that. And Sarah did have a couple good moments like that. And she's, you see, she's kind of the glue for her family mm -hmm. uh, where Lana and Kyle were back to their, argumentative ways because Kyle's been drinking and she says to Lana go take Sophie and I will handle that you know it's like a subtle thing they didn't have to say all that but you can tell she's helped out before in ways like this 
yeah so these yeah i think yeah i think maybe this this storyline could have worked better if it was given more time in a, a bigger episode with like jonathan developing these feelings it, it just came it came on a little fast because they had to kind of pack it into this episode and just because he's been so completely the opposite way all of the other episodes that we've seen i don't know I, I, i'll disagree i think they've done a pretty good job of settling subtly laying it in and sometimes you see him getting upset the last few year last few weeks like when he's playing football with clark and jordan um and he tells jordan deleted scene last week that he was a little bit jealous you see it slowly building and then he's all excited you know they, they make it a point how excited he is to see eliza early in the episode and then instead she gets a phone call which you know is going to be terrible yeah. and that's just he's reached his breaking point for now so i thought that was i thought it was earned that jonathan had this kind of moment and i, I do have to keep in mind as well that i am i am not 14 years old but i remember being 14 years old and i, I think my emotions could uh, range pretty wildly in a short period of time so right um, but so Sharon Powell also shows up at the Smallville Gazette um, and she has her son with her. This is the the character, remember, who her son was working for Morgan Edge, but then disappeared. And so she came in to talk to Lois and that's what kicked off the whole investigation. And she almost got murdered, um, by the way. But, right. <laughs> as a as a footnote. Uh, but her son, Derek, uh, doesn't remember what happened to him. It was funny. He, I think he said, I was walking and just looking at my check because it was the biggest check I've ever seen. I must have ran right into a rock <laughs> or something. Yeah, I don't know. I thought, or was he driving? I don't know. But Some, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so much cash. I can't even focus on what's going on. Yeah. Um, but they they don't want the Smallville Gazette to write about what happened. So obviously something kind of shady is going on. Derek doesn't seem all there. A cool thing. I like the movement on this edge story. It is kind of moving along slowly, and I hope we get some acceleration of it pretty quickly. But I like the movement we had, and Lois clearly knows something up is up. So does Chrissy, but they decide to let it go because this is a small part of the story, and there's a much bigger story. So I, I liked how that was handled, and also that Lois like, well, she's got her son back. Let's just enjoy that for now. Yeah, and it, it does lead to Chrissy being the investigative journalist in this episode and going out and. Uh, what would Lois Lane do and then doing that? So I, I really enjoyed that and getting to see her more and kind of being inspired by Lois. That was fun. I was surprised she was not melted by Leslie or something like yeah. that. Uh, I was a little worried for her there, but that was cool to see her do that. Like She's already learning a lot from Yeah. Uh, so this whole time, though, Captain Luther is spying on Lois, um, but we'll we'll catch back up with him. I The funniest part of this episode by far was seeing Captain Luther after all his his spaceship all his gadgets all his costume <laughs> yes all of his cool stuff in the first two episodes and he's going around in this little rv yep. he's got he's even got the big dice uh <laughs> on his rearview mirror i just i loved everything it was just such a hilarious visual like you had all of this stuff and now you've got this rv and i thought it was really cool just see him driving around and stuff it just made me laugh right and it's not even like he just stole this on a whim like he has a secret compartment compartment for his weapons that popped out so he's he's playing this this is what he wanted this is the ideal vehicle for him <laughs> I, I bet he had a little bit of cash and went to a used rv sale bought this i just i want to see all that now yeah. that, because i don't know it was really cool i liked seeing him um you know i haven't been as high on the captain luther story but i did like seeing him in a little bit different environment other than just punching i hate kal -El, i'm gonna punch you all that kind of stuff uh see a different angle here uh, so Derek and her, his mom go to the Harvest Fest and he kind of loses control and his heat vision explodes out of him, 
which starts a fire that destroys all of the donation. So obviously something up with these people who go away with mm-hmm. uh with Morganet. Uh but Kyle obviously being the firefighter, he has to rush in and try to save one of his fellow firefighters and Clark shows up at the last second and uses uh his breath, super cool breath to freeze it. So I I I wonder we we didn't really see much more Kyle notice that there's frost, but I wonder if he's going to start getting suspicious and try to investigate as to, to what happened cuz this this fire and this incident seems to have a really huge impact on him, so I I bet he might go back to that and uh it might be something that he's going to try to figure out more about going forward yeah that's a really good point um a lot of fires in smallville such a small town so far uh i did love that clark showed up not as superman but as clark and kind of did it in the shadows because if clark moves back to smallville and all of a sudden superman is showing up all the time to make rescues that might be you know make some start making some questions but i like that he showed up as clark he did it in secret nobody saw him now maybe kyle noticing the frost will be onto something or else maybe it's like well this whole thing's just weird people are shooting lasers out of their eyes there's whatever's going on who knows yeah weird things happen in smallville uh, but <coughs> but lois shows up at the fire she wants to ask some questions um and while she's there captain luther approaches her and explains that he he likes lois i idolizes her basically and he's a, a reuters tech reporter and has come to meet her and wants to talk about edges minds he thinks he can help her but i I like that lois is not trusting at first she is very wary and she's being very smart about it and a little standoffish so it was nice to see her interacting professionally yeah she she probably is doesn't want him to take her story but also probably is concerned maybe this is a morgan edge plant Mm -hmm. or something like that she's got to be aware of that but i did like woolay parks here as what name did he go by marcus yeah uh i I liked him i like seeing him in a different environment uh outside of the punching like i said yeah it's good to see him uh having some actual like i don't want to say normal person dialogue but like talking with other humans uh yeah not just talking (laughs) to his robot yeah um but christy's she's being she's being pretty smart she uses sharon's phone to track Derek's location uh she does that very quickly so i i don't know how to do that on somebody's phone but if you're a journalist you must have some secret tips secret tips on how to spy yeah um but yeah kyle obviously he's been pretty hard hit by this fire and he's been drinking that's where we see sarah stay behind and try to sober him up and he tries to have a nice moment with her singing the song that he used to sing to her when she was a kid but she she shuts that down it's i think it's a little a little bit too late for that yeah i like the little hints though to again showing kyle used to be a better husband and father maybe uh or more present and this little song he sings to Sarah and that kind of stuff. I liked more of that backstory of Kyle. It's it's really nice to flesh out these characters and get their more complicated backstories and like a fuller picture of who they are instead of just kind of a one dimensional this he's firefighter, he mad. <laughs> yeah. Like so there's there's a lot more to that story and I, I I'm really enjoying uncovering uh more of the Cushing family. Yeah, and that's something the show's done well from the start is pretty multi-layered characters yeah uh but so chrissy has followed derek using that that cell phone trick that she found and she sees derek and leslie leslie lar making out and then uh she puts him in some sort of machine that it looks like he's she's blasting him with sunlight trying to power up his kryptonian powers maybe something some kind of experiment something to weird creepy little room that (laughs) is weird and i liked how chrissy's telling lois about that superman hears it and just take off takes off 
and you know a lot of people like to try ranking superman actors or this or this kind of thing i don't i don't really get into that but i do get into ranking them on really obscure things mm-hmm. and tyler hecklin is definitely the superman that cares the least about ceilings and walls <laughs> since george reeves <laughs> what a way to make an entrance just smash down through crumble the top of the building uh, i thought that was really cool he does not have time to screw around with doors no he's he's in a rush uh make your own door when you're in a rush um but so he yeah like you said superman flies off and captain luther follows him in his uh his rv uh, but <laughs> luther fires some sort of rocket at them and I, this doesn't cause derek to disintegrate does it i think derek is choosing to do that maybe i don't think it's yeah. clear uh, or maybe he was unstable and i can't imagine that whatever luther shot was good for him i do want to hear the horn on luther's rv because you just know it's a cool tune when he hunks the horn <laughs> that's what i was most concerned about but second to that yeah i think it made him unstable i don't know i, I think that was there's some weird stuff going on obviously yeah and derek explains that he's been resurrected and that he's already dead and so that morgan Edge kept talking about they're resurrecting people and resurrecting an army and stuff so i don't know if part of the procedure with the ex-kryptonite is you have to actually physically die first and then they can bring you back with powers if so that would not be the easiest to find volunteers for <laughs> i don't know how much they're volunteers or right forced <laughs> volunteers no i mean this is interesting taking this with the flashback to saskatchewan last mm-hmm. episode i'm wondering if he came in to some kind of alien life force uh kryptonian or you know morgan edges had ties to other alien life forms and in, in comic books or something like that but with a kryptonite maybe it would maybe he's resurrecting some kind of army for do you think i think i mean i think there could be a bigger power at play that edge is just servicing whether that's leslie lar or whether that's someone else someone bigger like kryptonian thought dead or something like that i think there could be that and maybe they're resurrecting uh, because Derek calls him kal-el and tells him he's not alone anymore or something like that which made me think maybe he's kryptonian or he is given the memories of a kryptonian and somehow they're taking kryptonian life forms phantoms something and transferring them to normal people this is just a weird bizarre uh theories and could have no way of being right but i that's what it made me think of i, I could there's a hundred different possibilities um but that's what like my best guess at this point which is just a random guess yeah and it, it does also make me wonder why they sent her son like sent derek back to his mom mm-hmm. maybe they know more about smallville or the connection to superman because they were trying to get him closer to lois and closer to to kal-el to try to attack him or something or or maybe they were just trying to cover their tracks and yeah make get it lois like off the okay yeah try to convince lois that oh nothing nothing fishy to see here yeah but yeah either way it's yeah it's very interesting and like you said i there's got to be something bigger going on especially with with morgan edge and trying to resurrect an army or something and i i i like you would not be surprised if he's working for someone else yeah with or for probably for because morgan edge yeah i I would i think it would be cool if he was working for a bigger power yeah me too um but morgan edge has did one nice thing in this episode at least he he paid to replace everything lost in the fire lois not so trusting of that but (laughs) hey people still got stuff i guess it's a pr Uh, move yeah and they reveal the bench dedicated to martha kent that was that was nice and it's nice to to see Clark sitting on there. And I, I really liked the transition of him going to sit on the bench, transitioning straight into one of the flashbacks. 
yeah, uh, that was a sweet moment, a sweet reveal for it looked like Lois and Lana might have planned that together uh, somehow. So I thought that was neat and get the title of the episode that Martha Kent was the best of Smallville. I thought that was cool. It also reminded me, was that outside a train station? I went back and looked the pilot of first episode of The Adventures of Superman with George Reeves, 1952. That's It was kind of like that when in the flashback where he's meets with his mom outside. That's a bus station in the old one. and But that's when he leaves and goes off to do something. He was going to Metropolis there to be Superman. Uh, and she mentions how he has a great power. And he, that means he has a great responsibility many years before Spider-Man was created. And uh, so it really the flashback reminded me of that, them by the bench, because it's a very similar shot of Martha sitting on the bench there from the first episode of The Adventures of Superman. I thought that was just a cool thing. Yeah, all these nice little connections to the, the history of Superman. Um, but Clark and Lois are sitting there next to each other, and Luther is spying on them, seeing them being intimate. And uh, that's when we find out that he was married to Lois on his world, uh, which honestly, I kind of like this because it gives, uh, I think it gives a pretty clear redemption path for Captain Luther, which so far that's what I want to have happen. I hope that he comes to find out that this Superman is good um, and that Superman can be good. It's Superman is not inherently evil. It's the choices that he makes. Uh, his powers don't make him evil. It's the choices that he makes and the person that he is that makes him good or evil. So I'm hoping that Lois can help him realize that in this planet. Yeah. Uh, so I've got some theories about this. I'll save for the more spoilery section after, but that was interesting to see there. Um, I think it gives him an extra reason to hate Kal-El yeah. if he is with Lois. But... It also shows there's more to this captain that we don't know yet. Um, he doesn't seem like an outright bad guy at all. You know, maybe an anti-hero. Maybe, maybe he was a hero where he came from. He seemed like it in flashbacks. So we'll see why he's so mad about this Earth's Kal-El in the future, I guess. Other than what we've seen so far, obviously. Yeah, but like we mentioned earlier, I think this episode, uh, for me, definitely made me more interested in the Captain Luther character than any of the other previous episodes. There's a there's a lot more to to grab onto now for this character. Yeah, I will I will agree with that. Uh, and then all that's left is the end of the episode. Sarah just wants to be friends with Jordan for now, but he's still happy. He's gonna walk home in the dark by himself. He's so happy, and that's when <laughs> Tag jumps out and attacks him. He's wearing some sort of uniform, probably from the school that he went to, and he wants to know what Jordan did to him. Yeah, so that happened. Yeah, so I think we'll <laughs> we'll find out more about that in seven weeks. <laughs> yeah, I guess a little cliffhanger. Yeah, so a, a messy, I guess you could describe this episode as messy, but still, like we said, a lot of things getting set up uh, that are, I'm hopefully, are, are going to pay off later. Um, I, I honestly, I think Chrissy was my favorite part of this episode, her going off and investigating and kind of learning from Lois. I, I really enjoyed seeing that, and I'm, I'm liking her character a lot. Yeah, the Lois-Chrissy stuff is pretty fun, and yeah, that, that, that might be the best part of everything so far, of this episode, I mean. And yeah, I think I, this is it. I know I said this isn't the best episode, but it was really entertaining. I was entertained throughout, and there's still a ton of moments here that I loved. So if this is the worst so far, that's really good. You know, it's better than most shows' uh, best episodes, so... I'm really pleased with it. So I guess that is all we have for this episode. We'll get into some spoilers and stuff coming up, some comic book connections maybe that we want to go on. Um, but the next episode will be May 18th, so seven weeks off. We will be back in the meantime. Uh, not every week, but we'll do a couple 
recaps of what's happened so far, predictions for what's going on in the future. So we'll talk about that then. So if you want to leave us a review, we'd appreciate it. Otherwise, let's get into some spoilery stuff. Uh, let's just comic book things. This, I guess, is not spoilery, but they mentioned how Smallville was founded in 1949, which sounded really recent, but that was Clark Kent's hometown was first given a name in Superboy number two, 1949. So I'm guessing that's why they made that year. I'm thinking back to the Lois and Clark episode where they get the time machine and they go back to Smallville in the, the 1800s and there's a oh, yeah. bank robbery and everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in that, in that universe, Smallville has been around since at least 1866. <laughs> but yeah, this, uh, that's a, that's just a nice fun little tie in. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you remember the first episode of Crisis on Infinite Earths, but there was Alexander Luther married to a Lois Lane. They had the baby Alexander Luther Jr. who rapidly aged and was important in Crisis, uh, and they briefly appeared in the first one. But Earth 3 in the comics is where basically everything you know about the DC Universe is flipped. So there's not a Justice League. There's a crime syndicate led by Ultraman, the evil Kal-El. There's Owlman, who's the evil Batman, Power Ring evil green lantern superwoman who's had a lot of different iterations is either inspired by lois lane or wonder woman or both or other versions um but they appeared before that and dc comics presents annual number one alexander luther appeared he becomes the hero and teams up with well i i need to it's been a while since i've read it but he teams up with superman of earth one superman of earth two because their lex luthers had teamed up to take on things this is all pre-crisis. So I wonder if that is where they could be going. This Alexander Luther is a hero where he comes from. Maybe the only superhero in his world. And Kal-El is actually Ultraman evil. Uh, that's what makes the most sense based on what we've seen so far. And kind of what I would like most like it to be. Yeah. Um, any thoughts on that? I Yeah, that's, that is what I... Because we've seen, we've already seen evil Kal-El. Like we know that that is something that happened on his planet. And the thing that I didn't want to have happen was a good Kal-El turned bad because of some thing that happened in his life. So an evil, a Kal-El who was evil basically the whole time, that would, that would be something I'd be more interested in seeing. And that's, that's what this story is, right? Yeah. yeah I think that so. could be cool. Maybe we'll read that on hiatus uh, to refresh it. But yeah, I think that makes sense. Basically every, it's just a flipped universe. Lex is with, if this is Lex, Alexander is with Lois. And yeah, I think that could be really, that's what I would most like it to see. I don't know if it will be. We did see black-suited Superman had the S, right? He didn't have a U. And maybe they just did that so it wouldn't be a dead giveaway that it was Ultraman. Um, so we'll see how they handle all that still. But that's, yeah, that's, be, that's what I'm most excited, you know, that's the most exciting theory I have about Captain Luther so far. Yeah, and I, I do like that. And I we should read that. I some good stuff in there. All right. Well, I think that's all we've got for today. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon. Bye.